2: Wherever podcasts are available.
3: Hi, I'm Shanti. And I'm Lynx. And you're listening to
2: Muses.
1: Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Muses, the podcast all about women in rock and
3: roll. This week, we welcome Bailey Avery to the podcast. Bailey Avery is a music writer from Houston, Texas. After spending five months on a feature writing team for a pop culture website and writing about various current celebrities, she eventually followed her passion for music journalism and joined Banded PR and Soft Sound Press six months later, which has been life-changing for her. She's written about bands such as Greta Van Fleet, Dirty Honey, and The Pretty Reckless. We
1: feel it's incredibly important to highlight young women in the music industry in all fields. And when Bailey reached out to us, we felt it was a great opportunity to do just that. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Bailey, to Muses. We're so happy to have you here.
4: Thank you so much. I'm stoked. I'm I'm ecstatic. I've been looking forward to this.
3: I'm enjoying your accent already. I can hear like a little tinge of it. I love it so much. <laughs> Anytime we have someone with an accent on, I feel like we're, we're like, oh,
1: we get to listen. Also, we've seen you, like we've interacted with you so much online and we've read your things that you've written, but we've never, I've, I don't think I've heard you speak before. So this is awesome. Hi. <laughs>
3: Finally face to face a little bit. Yes. On Zoom. It's the new COVID way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's an easy way to just jump into our first question. Can you tell us about growing up in Houston, Texas, and how it inspired your musical upbringing?
4: Pretty much throughout my life, I've you know, I've moved different to different parts of Houston. Well, I mean, not throughout my life, I shouldn't say that. Um, my first bit of memories was living in like few different places you know, around Houston, and then I moved to a little no, suburban area called Richmond, Texas when I was 6 and I've been living there ever since. Well, not right now because um because of the winter storm our house r- suffered some from some serious damage, so we're currently in a hotel. Wow. And yeah. So my first like few bits of memories was living in like in a townhouse with my with my parents and then when my parents separated, I and I remember living in a couple apartments with my mom. and didn't go into my dad's, not from time to time. But I guess, like, regarding, like, my musical, like, upbringing here, my mom, when I was around a year or two old, I discovered my first um, musical obsession. That was the Bee Gees, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack.
3: Amazing. <laughs> yeah.
4: And my mom played it, and little one or two-year-old me I just fell in love right away. I loved it so much. I demanded everyone to play it around me twenty four seven. My cousin always tells me that she has memories of, um, babysitting me and playing my dollhouse with me with no with that soundtrack playing and everything. She's like, you strutting down the hallway in your diaper, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's kind of funny when I think about that because when i got i think like around 4 um this is another thing like my mom always tells me i apparently i used to hate most of the popular music that was on the radio that she that
3: she would play
4: like she she said that i used to cry whenever she played beyonce or stuff like that
3: wow
4: yeah We're and all
3: about the disco <laughs>
4: yes <laughs> but no i did i did like some things like i I realized like once I went back to the songs that I did like, it was some more rock, pop rock, pop punk oriented stuff, like Matchbox 20 and stuff like that. That So that's pretty much like all the all all there is to it, basically.
1: Yeah. But it seems like you've come around a little bit to some current things because we have a mutual love of Harry Styles. Yes, yes. Very
3: current. You also post great flashbacks from your past as well. And recently you posted one and you're wearing a Runaways shirt. And I think you're like maybe 13 or 14 then. Mm -hmm. When did your sense of musical taste begin to develop like that? And were you always attracted to bands with strong women?
4: It started when I was around 12. Um, Actually, regarding that, I saw the Runaways movie when I was 12. And that was the first like R-rated movie I ever saw. And I saw because I was obsessed with Twilight. And so... um, of course, and start played Joan Jet, But as soon as like the movie progressed, like I started falling in love with like the fashion and the music and everything. So after that, I listened to the soundtrack on repeat for like an entire week. And then about a week later, I went to one of my books, no, bookstores went to the music section and bought a best of the runaway CD. So it kind of so that's kind of like how it started. And then I got into, um, now, my my favorite band Paramore as well after listening to the Twilight soundtrack and so um, like that was kind of my realization where I was just like oh my God there are there are female bands out there because I only ever heard of like the the male not the male leading bands up until that point so it it made me it made me happy to see that because that was just something like I wanted to see but I didn't know it was actually a thing until I was twelve.
3: It's interesting, too, how some people might kind of knock things that teenage girls are into, but that they're gateways into so many other different worlds. And that is really the time that we're exploring and finding out new things. And I love that through like a Kirsten Stewart love, because of course, who, who doesn't love her? Yeah, uh, you get to discover like this whole new type of music and that women can be in the band and kicking butt just as good as the men, better even, right? Yes. Well,
1: not only are you a huge music fan, we want to congratulate you on your budding writing career. Things seem to be going amazing for you. So we want to know what made you want to become a rock writer?
4: When I was 17, I was a junior in high school um so I went to a school where I didn't get any homework so I (laughs) so after that I got bored one day and I decided to pull up Netflix on my phone because we just got Netflix recently at at the time and so I I had uh, I found out about Almost Famous through um Tumblr and I had it say I had it saved in my watch later thing and so I decided maybe I should start watching this now and so I did and even though I had wanted to be a writer since I was since I was 12 I didn't know what kind of writer I wanted to be and at the time I didn't realize I could actually combine my two biggest passions into one and once I watched Almost Famous that's that's where I was like I want to be a rock music journalist. That is exactly what I want to do. So you
1: identified with the William Miller character as opposed to the Penny Lane character. Yes. Yeah. All right. If you had to go back and live in another decade or era, what would you choose?
4: I think between the 70s and the 80s. Those two decades are where I really love the rock and roll. One minute I'll be listening to Led Zeppelin, and the next I'll be listening to bands like Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue and all that. And I just always felt like I could, like, relate more towards the 70s and the 80s.
3: I definitely am the same. I go through phases, though, where... I'll discover a new type of music or an era that, you know, I haven't really dipped into yet. And then I'll be like all about that. And then, you know, a year or two later, I'm like all about like the sixties and then all about the eighties and then this, and yeah, there's just so much history there to dive into and discover. And I love, I love that. If you were writing back then and you got to be William Miller and tour with a couple bands, are there any like top list bands that you would for sure be like, I got to go on tour with them?
4: I would definitely have to choose um, Led Zeppelin for one. And I don't know. I just feel like that would be, I feel like that would, not, that would be a lot of fun to turn out to just go on tour with them and potentially interview them. And, Oh, this is kind of, my next choices are kind of hard. Thing. <laughs> but if I was a rock writer in the eighties, of course I'd probably have to choose like Motley Crue or Guns and Roses.
3: You definitely get some stories there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whether they're publishable or not, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, true.
1: Speaking of going on tour with Led Zeppelin, I saw that you posted about reading "I'm with the Band" Pamela De Bars signature groupie book for the very first time have yes. you finished it how are you enjoying it have you gotten to uh-huh. the part where she's touring with Led
0: Zeppelin yet
4: I have not actually I actually have not finished it yet. I haven't really um had time to sit in and finish it yeah because of everything that's going on but I'm hoping to you now do that soon because basically when I'm not like working or going to school I'm tr- I'm training a, I'm training a puppy in a hotel room and also moving stuff to storage oh.
1: Oh my God, I can't imagine training a puppy in a hotel room. I'm also training a puppy. So, oh my God.
4: That's why I was very understanding why we had to reschedule, or reschedule last week.
1: Oh, yeah. it was like, look, I got a puppy. It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I am exhausted. <laughs> we were like, yeah, no
4: problem. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I know how, I know exactly how that is.
1: Wow. <laughs> How's the puppy training going?
4: It's going good.
1: Yeah, it's good. Good dog.
4: Mm-hmm. What kind of pup? Schnauzer, miniature Schnauzer. His name is Jagger.
1: Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so good. Nothing miniature about my guy. I'll tell you that.
4: Yeah, I can tell from the pictures.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so being so busy with your writing and working in school can you tell us a little bit about the places that you write for including banded and soft sound press
4: yes banded of course is run by my boss and my amazing friend as well rebecca back in june it was late june i actually just got an another gig at another published publication called um unhinged but and who is no longer um, running, unfortunately. So on that same day, I saw Rebecca was looking for contributors. And I was just thinking at first, oh God, I probably shouldn't because I just got this gig. But then I just couldn't, it, it just wouldn't leave my mind. So like a few minutes later, I was like, hey, can can I apply? Isn't it, is that okay? She was like, oh yeah, go ahead. And so I did. And of course, <laughs> I got it. And I must say, I feel like that Bandit has... Changed my life really, honestly. I just feel grateful to be surrounded by an amazing boss, amazing people on the team who are also my friends and and everything, and just have people that I can work well with and communicate,
3: you know? It's good to have that kind of community around you. And like you said, being surrounded by other people who have the same passions and drive that you do is very encouraging. And I feel like that's what works with me and Shanti too, where like I wouldn't be able to do this without her because just the encouragement and getting to talk to her and be excited with her about things. That's, it makes such a difference. It keeps you going for sure. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite articles that you've written so far? I think for um Bandon, one of my
4: favorite articles that I've written was my most recent one, which is about um Dirty Honey's new um song. And I actually just got their attention the other day, which <laughs> made me feel very excited. And I think another piece that I love doing was, my almost famous piece, actually, because I decided to write a little personal story. I love that one about how about how it inspired me to want to become a writer on on its twenty and on its twentieth anniversaries. So being able to put my story out there like that, I don't know, it made me feel good because I because I just started thinking maybe this could also inspire someone to to want to be a, a music writer of any kind. Absolutely. And for um, Soft Sound Press, I actually just um, my most recent article for them was almost a month ago. I think a month ago, actually, um, it was about the Pretty Reckless new album, and when they actually got an early advance stream of of the album sent sent to us. So so once my boss Paige said something about it, I was just like, I got to I got to take this because maybe being a huge fan of Pretty Reckless since I was thirteen. I was just like I, I gotta take I gotta take this I gotta write this I wanna listen to it a little bit early so I did and I of course rubbed a review had it published and Taylor Momsen herself actually retweeted the article
1: wow that's, that's so thrilling cool.
4: I know
3: thrilling very when that happens for the first time it's like yes yes it feels powerful too and it's so exciting congrats yes. on that thank you um,
1: so you said that it's been nice for you to, to perhaps inspire other people to become writers. And I saw that there actually was a young woman that had, or even like a girl that had reached out to you um, saying that she like admires you and you're so young yourself and you've been doing so much, which is amazing. What words of wisdom do you have for young girls wanting to join into the music industry or anybody who wants to become writers or a part of the scene
4: well that's a good question um for me it was just more about um keeping an eye out for who was looking for writers and everything and i guess my best advice would be to just keep keep trying i know that sounds very basic and everything but i feel like that's all you know you can really do and also just find someone who could potentially um help you um going to get to where you want to be in the in the music business because right before I became a music journalist I was a pop culture writer for a website called The Things which I wrote for them for about 5 months and then they got rid of the writing team that I was a part of and when, and after that I was like oh shit what am I going to do and so I actually like posted my Instagram story right after that asking like music industry friends, can you guys please help me get like a music writing job, music journalist job or anything? And before I even applied to bandit, Rebecca helped me a little bit. So it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to
3: reach out. Yeah. Find your community. Find your people. And that's what I love about like all of this too, where social media is so great for that, where you do find your people. They're out there and even with like us in the podcast, like we all came together on these apps and I love that we all support each other and help each other any way we can. And it's also great. Like so many women supporting other women. Yes. Where do you see this career taking you? Like what is your highest vision of yourself, you know, beyond this role?
4: I think I can imagine myself working at a I guess, high-end music brand gig. I don't know if like Rolling Stone or Billboard or anything like that, but I do have dreams of potentially moving to Nashville to get more opportunities as a music journalist.
3: That's a good place to go for that, for sure. There's so much there. I'd love to go back. <laughs> and I want to go to Texas, like South by...
4: Oh my God, that's one That's one of my dreams. I Even though I've been living in Texas my whole life, I've never been to South by Southwest and I try going there my spring break five years ago and it just did not work out the way I wanted it to
3: hopefully we all get to go in the future and we can meet up and check out a whole bunch of bands and everything do you have a bucket list of bands that you want to see or interview right
4: (laughs) and interview as well Mm -hmm. I have a I have a huge list honestly And I've not interviewed anyone since October. So I'm currently looking for people to interview and because I feel kind of desperate at
3: this point. (laughs) I think we're feeling it too. I mean, it's just usually we go to music festival things in Toronto and that's where we sort of get in our band time and we didn't get to do that last year. And of course, this year it's not happening either. So But this
1: year for us, it's felt it's just been like connecting to community. So it's just been in like a lot of women and a lot of people, like a lot of podcasters, a lot of other women doing podcasts about music. So everything's meant to kind of roll for us for that for a good reason. So we've been happy to do that. I am eager to talk to some bands soon, though. All right, we are going to take a break. And when we come back,
0: Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction?
2: I'm Carrie Boucher, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts.
1: And we're back with Bailey, and you're going to tell us about a modern muse. So we said, you know what, come on and educate us a little bit. Tell us, who is your favorite modern muse, why are they your muse, and what's their story?
4: My favorite modern muse is Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless. That shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who knows it's me. not. <laughs> <laughs> i've been following her since before she was even in the pretty records because she was on gossip girl and all that and i've loved gossip girl back in middle school and i remember hearing that she was going to be starting a music career and at first i thought it was going to be one of those like um attempts at you know doing pop music or something like that but then i listened to their debut single make me want to die and i was just like Oh my god! <laughs> like it just reminded me of nineties rock in a sense, and then when their debut album came out, I binge listened to that and their and their other albums that have come out since then and. I guess the reason why she's my favorite is because like she was one of the first people that gave me hope in modern rock. Because when I first started like really getting into rock, i uh, (laughs) was one of those people who thought that rock was dead and wasn't really all that aware of the newer stuff that was coming out or all these amazing bands, um, bands that were coming out. And so she was one of the first people that really just gave me hope and not only just that, I also really love her style, not her style, and looking back on it now, even though I was like 13, it probably wasn't something I should have been admiring, but I still thought she just looked so cool, I thought she looked badass-
1: was it a lot of black? Right, she wore a lot of black. Yeah, um, I'm like, kind of leather. I'm,
3: I'm trying to. Yeah, and head.
4: also some kind also some corset corsets and
3: everything. It's like a modern goth Sheree Curry. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I like her style too. The first time I was aware
1: of Taylor Momsen was when I saw her as a child actor in The Grinch, the one with. Jim Carrey. Oh Carey. yes, Cindy um, Lou Who. Yeah, so she's been in the business young. Do you know much about her upbringing? Like, did she come from famous parents? How, like, what's that about? I'm always curious about child stars.
4: I don't know too much about that, but apparently her parents had her um, start working when she was around two. I th- I think that's what I heard. And other than just starting out in the, uh, the Grinch and also then moving on to Gossip Girl in, late, in, in later years. There's not really that much I know about her um, upbringing and everything, but she's just someone that I've always looked up to and not uh, in the music business. And, and of course, like I said before, I, um, she recently retweeted my article about her band's new album, which really made, <laughs> made me feel so excited. And I swear my My 13-year-old self probably would be screaming her head off. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, yeah. I felt that way for the first time when I started talking to Pamela. And I was like, oh, my God. If if I had told teenage self that I'd be hanging out with all these women that I'm, you know, reading about and admiring their life, it, it is wild. What can happen in life? I really admire Taylor as well for... She had this amazing acting career kind of set up for her since she had been doing it for so long. And she really, I guess, sidelined that and took the big risk, which really paid off for her. I guess music was like her real passion, but that must have been hard to give up to step into this other role and give that a shot. Yeah, I
4: agree. And then she's had these um, collaborations recently with um, a couple members of Sina Soundgarden and Tom Morello which nice. i know which i will say i thought were one of the main highlights of of her new of her new album
3: she's obviously heavily influenced by the 90s huh yes
4: and she actually this is another thing i found now when i actually when i got that when i got the press release for num for this album i found out that they were opening for soundgarden soundgarden's last show to get it right before chris died
0: oh wow
1: yeah oh that's heavy Does Taylor have any, like, interest in going back to acting? Has she been in anything lately? Is she going to do, like, indie stuff? Or is it just primarily music from now on? Or has she said?
4: I think it's just primarily music. I think the last thing she was in was the very last episode of Gossip Girl. And that was back in 2012. Yeah, she's, like, full-blown music career then. How many albums is there now? I think now there is four. But...
1: From what I'm seeing, like, you know, the Grammys were like just happened. She doesn't seem to be on any on that or correct me if I'm wrong, but she doesn't really seem to be on like that kind of radar. Is she off kind of in her own little world, like doing her own thing? Or is she being recognized by any larger institution?
4: I'd say she's off in her own little um, world. But hey. If Death by Rock and Roll gets a Grammy nomination next year, I'm here for it.
3: She definitely deserves it. I love her voice. She really has like a powerful. I'm jealous of
4: anyone with a voice. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) That's why I'm a music journalist because I cannot because I can't sing.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm a groupie. (laughs) Good
4: point.
1: Is there anything else that you want to say about
4: Taylor and her band? I think I touched on everything about her and her band. (laughs)
3: Are there any other bands that you want to mention?
4: One band I really want to recommend. um, I'm friends with these guys and y'all have seen me post about them. I'm sure they're called the, they're called the Living Street. I've been friends with these guys for over a year now. I met them. I first met them at a bar in Florida. I didn't even know who they were. I didn't know their music. I was just across the street trying to work. And I, and then I kept hearing the music and I was just like, I can't ignore the music any longer. And so I just got, not got up. And threw a sweatshirt and some jeans on and just went across the street. And and little did I know that would actually kind of change everything for me in a sense as well. Because a few months later, they were the first band I ever interviewed. And nice. and I managed to get them have them be a part of um, banded how banded stole Christmas lineup a few months ago as well. That's cool. And it's amazing that even though I've only met them in person once. We still managed to form this friendship online during this craziness. And I'm actually going to be seeing them in person for the second time in a couple of weeks.
3: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You guys are having shows down there or is it just like a meetup?
4: Oh, this is going to be um, in Florida. So I'm going to go on the road, no going the road for this. Um, they're, from P- they're from Pittsburgh. So they'll be coming to Florida and performing in a few Florida cities, I think. So I decided they're going to be back at that bar. I'm just going to, not pack my bags and go on this road trip
3: is this gonna be your first uh show since COVID happened yeah i'd be so excited i cannot wait for that happening here but i think it's gonna be a little while longer for us so yeah i'm gonna live it through you you're (laughs) gonna post it i'm gonna like pretend i'm there and enjoy that because uh (laughs) it's nice to know it's coming back though
4: Oh, yeah. And I think some other bands that I want to recommend as well. Um, I recommend this band called Sweet Talker. I also wrote about them recently. I also rec- no, recommend this, uh, this artist named Jeanette J.J. Wild. She is a badass. I've talked about her a couple of times in post, and I, I actually once listened to her for 24 hours straight on Spotify, Much my boss saw, <laughs> saw me do, and she called me out for it in the podcast that we did together. <laughs>
1: When you are going to interview a band, what do you do to prepare for that?
4: I do research on them, and I'll play their mu- I'll play their music on Spotify. And then I'll just you know, sit and try to think of what questions I want to ask. Because I'm, I'm still fairly new at interviewing. I've only done four interviews, I think. So I just you know, try to not you know, do the basics, even though since I am new, it's kind of hard to not throw those in. So I'll throw a couple, a couple of those in and just sit and try to think.
3: That's the best part is just getting immersed into a band and it makes it more exciting when you talk to them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of books, mm-hmm. but it's been a wild time.
1: Is there anything else that you would like to share with us and our listeners?
4: Well, I've actually you know, probably getting another, another um, writing related gig this week. I have a, I have a little Zoom interviewed. The person who writes for this website called She Sources, which is a website about women in the entertainment industry and she said that she wants to bring me on as a music writer so
1: fantastic so many doors when it rains it pours huh everything's just coming your way
4: I can say that I feel grateful knowing that I am where I am now because this is something I didn't actually think would happen I after graduating high school five years ago I went through a series of different Trauma basically starting to some that summer because my stepbrother had a brain, a brain aneurysm for one thing, and we thought that he was gonna pass away, but he didn't. And then my aunt died from cancer on that same week, and wow. six months later, my cousin-law also, also died from cancer, and it just felt like one thing after another. And I went through this time where I was just depressed and everything, and because I never experienced anything like that before and then all of a sudden I was fresh out of high school and all this just started happening and Mm. so for a few years I just wasn't really doing anything because of that and I wanted to do something but I just felt like I couldn't you know so it took me a long time just to finally just put myself into a position where I just was like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and become the writer that I want to be and thanks to me finding an application for things in my zip recruiter email it led me to this
3: I think a lot of people don't realize like the power that we all have in ourselves I'm the same way I've had highs and lows in my life and where I thought how am I ever going to get out of this or like how can I move forward in my life I want so many things but like I don't know how to get them or do them and it's just you know step by step just believe in yourself try things like we say on here all the time like a no is free just keep putting yourself out there and eventually it's going to turn around and you're going to see the difference and the more that happens of course the more you believe in yourself and the more things pick up and I'm so glad everything's turning around and
1: we believe in you and we can't wait to see where this journey takes you and we're rooting for you and thank you so much for coming on today thank you
4: for having me
1: I really had had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Where (laughs) online can everybody find you?
4: Okay, so my Instagram is hippiesake and my Twitter is the hippiesake. And if you want to find my writings, I'm on Bandit PR and Soft Sound Press.
1: Fantastic. Well, maybe you can send us uh, one or two pieces of writing that you're really proud of and we'll just link those right up into the show notes. Okay, thank you. Okay, no problem.
3: Thanks, Bailey.
1: Thank you. Muses is researched, edited, and produced by us, Chantelle Mew and Lynx O'Leary.
2: Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet. And on this podcast, we ask what if questions about the future? Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.